Hello and welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And Scott is away on business this week, so it'll just be me recapping week six action in the NFL and looking ahead to week seven. And uh, crazy week in the NFL yet again. Uh, I think more upsets this week than any of the previous weeks. At least it seemed that way. Just some insane final scores here. Among the weird and wacky ones were the Falcons upsetting the 49ers, the Steelers upsetting the Buccaneers, the Patriots upsetting the Browns, and of course the Jets upsetting the Packers, which is the game that I want to get into the most. So I'll get into that uh, right away because this was an absolute collapse by the Green Bay Packers, an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, in every stretch of the word. So before we get into the ins and outs of it, uh, the box score has Zach Wilson only throwing at 18 times, completing 10 of 18 for 110 yards. No turnovers, no touchdowns. Brees Hall taking the main load of the Jets on the ground, carrying 20 times for 116 yards and a touchdown. Then you had Michael Carter also supporting with six carries and 41 yards. And Braxton Berrios with an end-around carry for 20 yards and a touchdown. On the receiving side, again, not much going for the Jets' passing game in this game. They didn't really need it. Uh, Corey Davis leading the way with two catches for 52 yards. On the Packers side of things, you had Aaron Rodgers going 26 for 41 for 246 yards and a TD. Uh, Not much going on the ground, uh, infuriatingly, with A.J. Dillon 10 for 41. And Aaron Jones only 9 for 19. Robert Tunyon having a great game, leading the way with 10 catches and 90 yards, followed by Alan Lazard with 4 catches for 76 yards. Also saw some Amari Rodgers there in the receiving game having a catch for 14 yards. So a bit of a new thing there. I guess they're just trying anything they could possibly uh, try to bring any sort of spark to the offense. But of course, it really didn't work. So, I should have saw this game coming here. So, this is the first time under uh, Match the Floor that the Packers have lost two games in a row in the regular season. So, it that doesn't bode well. Um, so, watching this game, I knew it was going to be one of those games, um, which is, you know, one of those games where the Packers just look lifeless on offense. Um, they aren't doing what's right in front of them. And I feel like they have been messing around with this so far this year. Is that your strongest element, the strongest component to your offense, is running the football with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. This this is arguably the best backfield in the NFL. Why aren't you using these players to be the centerpiece of your offense? And just seeing the lack of of usage that these two backs get is infuriating, especially Aaron Jones, who is so dynamic um, in not only in the running game, but in the passing game as well. So seeing that is is just so infuriating to me, um, how we're just not playing to our strengths uh, in that regard. Uh, so a lot of people are calling panic button on the Packers. They're a bad team. They're, their season is over. Aaron Rodgers is washed. Matt LaFleur can't coach. So 
just want to clear some things up here. Aaron Rodgers is not washed. Matt LaFleur can coach. And the Packers are still a very talented team. It's just there's some things that that need to be patched up and need to be addressed right now. First is the offensive line. Uh, all year they looked really shaky, which is very uncharacteristic of the Packers. And I think that is what's affecting Aaron Rodgers looking as he has been so far. Um, they need to do. They need to change something there. They need to bring some guys up from the practice squad. Maybe switch it around. I don't like Elton Jenkins on the outside. I think he needs to move back to the guard position. But whatever you got to do there, make the necessary changes because whatever you you got right now is not working. That's that's the main issue I see on offense. Besides Matt Lafleur not not going with the run game. And after these games, he's saying in his press conferences, yeah, we got to get in the ball more. You control that. You're the head coach. You're the one who gives, who makes the play calls. Unless Aaron Rodgers is changing all these plays at the line of scrimmage, then that's on you, not getting Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon the ball. It's just, it's so infuriating how they just have no, they seemingly have no answer to controversy. Like, they have no halftime adjustments, they cannot make changes on the fly during a game. If if something throws them off their game plan, then they're just they're like a deer in the headlights. They cannot come back. I cannot see see this team coming back from any you know deficit larger than like two scores. I just can't see it happening this year. So far, you know, and there's still a lot of time to make changes, but it has looked awful. Um, so I think the offensive line you really need to fix that now. Obviously. Obviously, the receivers need to play better. It's not the problem, but it is a problem. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not um, not playing well. I'm not going to just totally skim over him. He's got to play better, but I think he will. And Matt LaFleur has got to do a better job of adjusting his game plan in-game and kind of seeing what is going on in the game. We, you know, we are all, in this day and age of analytics, we tend to get caught up in what you know the numbers say and you tend to game plan the game for a whole week before the game actually happens. You have this whole plan. Sometimes the best thing to do is kind of throw that out the window and go with what has been working or go off of what hasn't been working. And I, I just feel like the Packers have not been able to do that. And this is sort of the thing that's been the reoccurring issue these last few years, which I believe has led them um, has led to them not being able to get over the hump is these just uh, these little adjustments and just these little tweaks that you need to see from a championship team have not been there. So I think while Matt LaFleur has done a great job for the most part, he's been an offensive mastermind, an absolute genius, and has led the team to a lot of success. If he wants to take the next step as a coach and if he wants this team to take the next step, he's going to need to step it up because this team is not as talented as they were a couple of years ago you know, without question. So I think that if he wants, you know, if we want to see improvement from the Packers, we need them. We need Matt, Matt LaFleur to step up and start taking responsibility and and making some in-game adjustments. That would be, you know, quite nice. But I don't think it's time to panic really too much for, for Green Bay. Um, that being said, all that being said, I still think there's a lot of time to figure things out. And yeah, their schedule gets tougher, but... Maybe not as tough as I originally thought at the beginning of the year. So there definitely is time. 
Uh, now we go on to the Buffalo Bills, who are pretty much on the opposite end of this. Uh, the Bills, inside and out, have been the most impressive team to me so far. Uh, really not coming as much of a surprise. So they, they beat Kansas City last week in Kansas City. Just up and out, beat them. Josh Allen, 27 for 40 yards, 329 yards and three touchdowns. And he is hurtling guys. He's stiff-arming. He's an absolute monster. Uh, man, it just, it's just, it's incredible. You just, at some point, you just got to shake your head. And just be like, this is just unstoppable. And it doesn't really matter what we do. Uh, eventually, eventually, he's going to break one off like that. Devin Singletary, really liking what he's been doing lately. 17 carries, 85 yards on a 5 uh, yards per carry that last game. Stefan Diggs having yet another monster game. 10 catches, 148 yards, and a touchdown. Gabe Davis also getting involved as well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had a pretty good game. 25 for 40, 338, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Of course, the last interception sealing the deal for Buffalo. Not much going on for the run game for Kansas City. That's That's been their biggest problem this year, I think. Uh, but their receivers are looking good. Especially Smith-Schuster, who had a career game with five catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. So the Bills have a bye this week. They don't need it because they're relatively healthy except for the secondary. Although pretty much it's just white now, I believe. Um, yeah, they, they look really, really good. So hopefully this bye doesn't mess with their, their psyche. Although I think... They should be fine. So in contrast to the Packers and their coaching, I think the Bills maybe have one of the best halftime adjustment game plans ever. Like, they are not really phased by anything. You know, put them in Los Angeles, put them on a short week, put, you know, fly into London. I think this team is really ready for anything that's going to be thrown their way, which is important. And the running game is, is vital to the Bills team. I know a lot of people today kind of discredit the run game say it doesn't really matter all that much to you know a team's success but I really really disagree on that especially during the playoffs and when the throwing conditions are rough snow wind rain running is a lot you know you that's when you turn to your run game and just to kind of prove that you know you remember that New England Patriots game that the Bills had last year I believe the Patriots threw the ball like three times Right, and the throws weren't even successful. They ran the ball like every single play, and they end up winning that game. Now, nobody in their right mind thought that the Patriots were better. Nobody, like we, everyone knew Buffalo was a better team. But New England won. Why? Because they could, they ran the ball, and Buffalo could not. So, when it gets time to playoffs, you know, running the ball is, is a very important part of the game. It still is, and. If it wasn't, we we wouldn't see these these top running backs getting paid so much. So I think it's really important that they start establishing that. And Singletary has really impressed the last couple weeks, getting a, a bit of more load share. And uh, I think that's just uh, another another reason why Buffalo is the best team in the league right now. Some interesting games last week. Uh, Falcons beating the Niners. I had that as you know, kind of my upset of the week type of deal. The Steelers stunning the Buccaneers. What is going on there with Tampa Bay? In Green Bay and Tampa Bay, both at 3-3 three three right now. 
there seems to be a bit more panic over Green Bay. But, I mean, Tampa Bay has not been all that great so far. I mean, you look at their, you know, the games that they won. They beat Dallas in Week 1, but Dak got hurt. They beat the Saints in Week 2, and they beat a Falcons team at home. Their losses have come against the Packers, the Chiefs, and now the Steelers. They got blown out. Well, they, they, they really did get blown out against Kansas City. 41-31 does not reflect how that game went. So I would be equally concerned with Tampa Bay as I would with Green Bay. So, I mean, that is, that's no small thing, the Steelers winning. Uh, Steelers are, are just a clutch team, though. You know, with Mike Tomlin, it's never an easy game. They're kind of like the Patriots in that regard, who, by the way, look pretty darn good. Pretty surprised by that, considering no real offensive coordinator. But, yeah, I, you know, I think the Buccaneers definitely need to have a bit of urgency as well as the Packers if they want to be contenders. And, look, NFC is not as tough as the AFC, so both of these teams could win the one seed. I mean, well, besides Philly. But the Packers, Bucks could be number two and three seed in the NFC, right, even if they get to, like, 12 and five or 11 and six. That's just how it kind of goes. Um, I'm still not trusting the Giants to be real, real contenders in the playoffs. All right, now we got the Thursday night game. And this is the New Orleans Saints and the Arizona Cardinals. So I have the Arizona Cardinals winning this game. They have a huge, huge relief in the wide receiving game. Coming back, DeAndre Hopkins from suspension. So that should be an, a, just a huge lift. I mean, it made a world of a difference last year, and I, it's looking like it, it's going to make a world of a difference this time. So I, I really like how the Saints have been playing, though, especially with Andy Dalton. They might want to think about starting him as the permanent starter. He's been pretty good. Um, Jameis Winston, uh, he's, he's questionable. This is questionable. I, I doubt that he would play this week just because short week. Andy Dalton has been playing fine. So... I do think the Cardinals will prevail, and Scott also has the Cardinals winning. I think we both think that just the Cardinals are more talented overall. Um, and, you know, they, they got Robbie Anderson, although Marquise Brown is out for a little while. Robbie Anderson, the return of DeAndre Hopkins, should propel this Cardinals team over the Saints. Then we have the Falcons and the Bengals. Falcons prevailing over the 49ers last week. The Bengals squeaking out a close one over the Saints and we both have Cincinnati coming out on top this week. Cincinnati's starting to pick up, right? We mentioned I mentioned uh, teams that should be picking it up by now aren't. Well, the Bengals actually kind of are picking it up, at least on the offensive side. They're, they're looking more like the Bengals that we saw from last year so I think they should get a tight, it's, it should be a tight game because the Falcons put up a fight but I think the Bengals will prevail. Then we got the Lions and the Cowboys, and oh wow, okay, I did pick the Lions, intending for this to be kind of an upset steal win. However, Scott picked the Lions as well. Um, but in all honesty, I do think the Lions will give the Cowboys a good fight coming off a bye week. Hopefully that defense has improved. But either way, uh, I think they should get the job done, because Dak is coming back. He's uh, taken over coming back from a thumb injury so these injuries take a little bit of time to heal and it just for a while it just doesn't feel right um you had russell wilson out like six weeks last year he came back and he said he came back too soon and he obviously didn't play very well after that 
So I think the Cowboys are just rushing it. They don't really need to because Cooper Rush has been fine. But I think that'll probably, unfortunately, lead to them losing. And this Lions team, which was really roaring, um, pun intended, with on the offensive side, being the highest scoring team throughout like four weeks. I think they're going to refine, they're going to recover that against the Cowboys. Then you got the Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. And we both have the Colts here. So the Colts are looking like they have some life in them. They were like the worst offense ever I've ever seen throughout five weeks. But Matt Ryan picking it up, getting me a clutch win in fantasy this week. And against the Titans coming off a bye, I still don't really like this Titans team too much. I think they could be a spoiler to a team that wants to get in the playoffs. But besides that, I don't really see them making much noise in the NFL. And so, you know, it's a quick turnaround. These these teams faced in week three. I think the Colts will get their number this time. Then you got the Green Bay Packers visiting the Washington Commanders. We both have Green Bay winning this game. I really thought about this, but Carson Wentz is not playing, so it's Taylor Heineke. So, if man, if okay, so they if Packers lose this game, this is then all hell is going to break loose, and rightfully so. They need this game. Probably they need this win more than anything in the NFL right now, besides the Raiders. It, it has just looked bad in Green Bay, and if they can't beat Washington, and their backs are against the wall. Yeah, this season might be a wash. This might be a wash. Then we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Carolina Panthers. And we both have, me and Scott, we both have Tampa Bay getting a get-right win against Carolina. So Carolina, interim head coach, interim quarterback, P.J. Walker taking over for Baker. They just lost Robbie Anderson. So this is officially a tank year for the Panthers. They're getting the number one pick. Without a doubt, uh, Tampa Bay just steamrolls them. New York Giants and then Jacksonville Jaguars. <sighs> Giants 5-1, and one, and they could easily be 7-1 after these next two weeks. I think they'll get the job done in Jacksonville here. Jacksonville, a young, exciting team, but they definitely have a lot of growth to be had. So I think the Giants are just, they got their identity established a little bit more than Jacksonville. Uh, Scott does have the Jaguars prevailing in this game. So I, I know he has liked what he's seen from Jacksonville so far. So have I. Uh, so I, I think he's a little bit higher on them than I am. So not a bad pick. I, I considered that for a little while. But I do think the Giants are just they are kind of clutch. So I don't, I don't see this being a blowout by any stretch. It should be a close game. And we'll see how it goes. It should be a good one, though. Then we got a divisional battle between the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, sorry. The Browns trying to keep the ship afloat without Deshaun Watson. What will their situation be when he gets back? We don't know, but they really can't afford to lose too many games here, sitting at 2-4. and four. Unfortunately, I do think they're going to meet a very angry Ravens team that has just three weeks in a row blown a double-digit lead. Um, yeah, I think the Ravens will take care of business against Cleveland this week. And so does Scott. Then we have the New York Jets and the Denver Broncos. Broncos defense looking amazing. However, the offense is looking equally as bad. For that reason, I will pick the New York Jets to prevail in this game. A bit of an upset pick, 
I initially, when going through these picks, I picked Denver. However, this season is crazy. I'm just trying to think of how how much crazier can it get. I want the chaos. I want <laughs> I want this to be the most chaotic year ever. So I will pick the Jets here. Um, yeah, Denver's offense looks anemic. Uh, Scott does have the Denver Broncos prevailing over the Jets in this game, so we're starting to differentiate a little bit. Then we got the Houston Texans and Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders need this game. They're at one and four, and coming off, um, I think they were on a bye last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, both teams were on a bye last week, so should be well rested and ready to go. So made the best team win. I think that is the Raiders. And Scott also has the Raiders in this game. Then we got the 425 window between the Seahawks and the Chargers. We both have the Chargers here. Like I said, I like we both kind of said, the Geno Smith magic will probably fade. It, it will probably wear off in a couple weeks. And kind of right on cue, it seems to be wearing off. Seahawks at 3-3, three and three, still looking pretty good. But they're an under-talented team. And... I mean, there's really not much hope for them, at least for this year. But, I mean, Geno Smith playing well is a plus, but they really don't have much actual hope. Uh, so I think the Chargers are a much better team, a team that's looking to make a playoff run. And there seems to be a little bit of of uh, hesitation when people talk about the Chargers this year. And, you know, they haven't come out firing on all cylinders, but I do think they are still really good contenders. So I think they're... A really good bet people are low on them now so i think if you want to play those odds the chargers would be a good bet because i still think they're as good a team as anyone in the afc when they're when they are firing all cylinders and i think it's just a matter of time before they find that gas pedal and step on it because they have a lot of weapons keenan allen coming back should give them a boost i really like this Chargers team so i think they get the job done quite easily against seattle then we got the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Chiefs coming off a loss to the Bills. Niners coming off a loss to the Falcons. And me and Scott both have Kansas City beating San Francisco. Uh, I really think that Kansas City is still the second best team in the league. Um, really great game against Buffalo. Whoever won that game, it really wasn't going to change my opinion on either of the two teams. Because both of them are so good. Um, so I think Kansas City should handle the 49ers in this game. Then we got the Pittsburgh Steelers and Miami Dolphins. Scott has the Dolphins prevailing here, and so do I after a lot of debate, actually, because I could see this being a game that Pittsburgh sneaks in a win. So the Steelers, I think, are experts at stealing games, kind of like the Patriots are, um, except not quite as good. But the Dolphins are, are getting two a back, it looks like, for this week. So they need that. Um, I think they will. Their offense is just too much for the Steelers right now. Steelers' offensive line looking bad. Najee Harris, talented running back, but hasn't been able to get anything going. Yeah, I, I'm picking the Dolphins to beat a Steelers team that's kind of in shambles. And then the final game of the week, we got the Chicago Bears and the New England Patriots on Monday night. What a thriller between two teams that we all want to see every week. I want. I, I think I'm going to see New England take the, the victory here with, with Bailey Zappi. So Mac Jones, questionable for this week, but I highly doubt he's going to play with 
kind of his injury. It's limited practice. It's I, I I don't think he'll play this week. Either way, I'm picking the Patriots. But Bailey Zappi has been pretty impressive so far. And the Patriots, this this could be a blowout, boys. This could be a blowout. Line is seven and a half right now for the Patriots. I would I would bet the Patriots against the spread in this game. All right, so Scott is not here. However, we do have his parlay for the week. This week he is banking on the Indianapolis Colts against the Tennessee Titans. He's betting on the Jaguars against the Giants and the Broncos against the Jets. So there you have it. Scott's parlay, the Colts to win, the Jaguars to win, and the Broncos to win straight up. Colts beat the Titans, Jaguars beat the Giants, and Broncos beat the Jets is Scott's parlay of the week. So some pretty some pretty close picks. Again, all all we disagree on two out of the three here, but the games that he picked that I did not pick, I was really thinking about them. So yeah, I think once again a pretty solid parlay here, three leg parlay. And very good odds on these. If you if you bet like ten bucks, you're gonna come out with like fifty eight bucks. So, yes, very good odds. I would bet that today, even having bet against the other two teams. That's really you can't beat those odds, man. That's like almost six times six. That's crazy, and that could easily happen. Um, so, I mean, New York teams giving a lot of people headaches thus far. And I think that should wrap it up. Um, hopefully my Packers pull out a win here. Bills are on by, so I'm going to be locked in on the Packers game, and I'm going to be locked in on the Browns game against the Ravens. Uh, I want to talk about the Browns for just a second before we wrap this up. So Browns have an interesting conundrum here, and they sit at two and four. All the see, they could easily be five and one. They could easily be six and zero. Oh. So they, they, they beat the Panthers right week one by two points. They lose to the Jets by one point in one of the worst meltdowns ever. Right? They beat the Steelers. They lose to the Falcons. Another close heartbreaker. They barely lose to the Chargers. Then they do get blown out by the Patriots. So their record could be a lot better than what it is. And now they have a, a very hard schedule coming up. They, they run the gauntlet here. As they got the Ravens, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Buccaneers. They could find themselves at 2-9 and nine before Watson comes back to face the te- Texans. And that would be a shame because I think they're real contenders. And a fun watch every week. But they really need to steal a couple games here. Uh, I think they could steal the Bengals game. I think they could steal the Dolphins game. And the Buccaneers aren't looking as tough of a challenge as we've seen. But... That would be an interesting, interesting to watch. So I'm, I'm going to be glued to that that Browns game and the Packers game this week. So it should be a great week. And I, I, the only thing I know for sure about the NFL this year is that I know nothing. Right, all these picks that I that I've picked this week, they could all be wrong, and I really wouldn't be surprised. That's just how it's gone so far. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you liked it, feel free to follow us and have a great week of football. We'll see you on the other side. This is Mark My Words with Rob and Scott, and we are tuning out.